Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Today, I want to talk a little about fathers, the power of dad. Everyone say that with me, the power of dad. Dads have a power, and I want you to understand that a lot of people that where they're at today are where they're at as a result, good or bad, because of a father that was either present or absent in their life. And some people blame their condition on their fathers or actually acknowledge their fathers for what they did. In the book of Proverbs 22, verse 1, it says this. It says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. Uh, That first part, a good name. The the power of a name and a name where the name comes from is vital. I want you to bow your heads as we pray this morning. Father, help. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated this morning. As you're seated, I I want, want to ask you this question. What do people think when your name is mentioned? When your name is mentioned, what's the first thing that people conjure up? Oh, drama. Oh, good friend. Makes me laugh. Uh, Generous, forgiving, caring, attitude, always upset, uh, bad mood. Uh, what, What do people think when your name is mentioned? The Bible says that the value of a name is even greater than riches. And when we talk about a name, I want you to understand that there's also not only a a power of a name, but there's also a curse of a name. I want to say some names for you. And I want you to, you know, as I say these names, I want to know if you would name your kid this name. How many would name your daughter Jezebel? Why not? Okay, how about how many of you would name your sons Judas? Come on, Dave, work with me here, man. How many of you would name your child Jerry Sandusky? Jerry's not a bad name, but when you add the last name to it, you're, you're, you, how about O.J. Simpson? Name your kid O.J. That used to be a cool name there for a while. How about... Ponzi, Charles Ponzi, famous for the Ponzi scheme of a way of taking money from people in a sign of investment, but actually using it for personal gain. How about Bertie Madoff, who also stole millions of dollars from people? When we mention these names, all of us can stop and we, we can shudder to think about these names. And we, we can also think about great names like Benjamin Franklin, like some of our forefathers. We think about Jesus. We think about Moses. We think about different individuals that have accomplished great things like, you know, I have a dream. You know, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We think about people that have a name that means something. But I want you to understand there's all, the power of a name is powerful. It's vital. I want you to take a look at this guy by the name of Jerry Sandusky. If you look up here on on the screen, you see on the right-hand side at Penn State University that he was so honored that they literally painted a portrait with all the great people that ever came from Penn State University. And so what they did is they put his picture up there with all these other greats. But after he was accused of molesting children, what they did is they went up to this thing where he was immortalized 
on a painting on the wall of their church, uh, of their university, and they went in and had an artist come in and remove him from that spot. I need you to understand that a name will either place you in high position or remove you. And here's a man that had accomplished great things and now his name goes from a place of honor to a place of disgust. Why? Because of what he did. And I need you to understand that your name equals your integrity, your character, and your credibility. That whenever I say a name, there are some places I can go into and I can get a meal without any money because of my name. Why? Because I'm good for it or because they like me. There are other places I can go and they don't give a rip what my name is. They want money. Your name is powerful. And right now, every father, I need you to understand that you are not just creating a family, you are creating a nation. You are creating a people because you notice that your child takes on your name. Your name is the name that that child takes on. Your last name identifies them. And so whatever your name is, you are now walking with that name. Imagine now that this son, the the children of these individuals are carrying on that last name of an individual that had done something heinous that now they're identified by these things. When we talk about a father, everyone say father. If you're a father, raise your hand right now, just right where you are. Everyone that's around them, just lean over and tell them we appreciate you. Just tell them right now. Just reach out to a father. Tell them we appreciate you. Appreciate you, Chacho. Troy, are you a father yet? Working on it? All right. Got to practice, man. Now, father father means, father means (laughs) originator protector or generator. That's what the word father comes from. It literally means the originator, producer, or generator from what something comes from. Many disorders can be, can be attributed to a lack of a father in their life. That we found many, many medical and, and psychological conditions are developed because a father is not there. And what ends up happening is that whenever a child doesn't have an identity, they end up trying to find one, trying to find who they are because a father has not ad- identified them correctly. I need you to check this out, that a father has a power. Fathers have power this morning. I need you to understand this. I'm taking you somewhere. What are the pow- what's the power that a father has? The first thing I want you to know this morning, I'm not going to be long. I want you to understand is this, is that a first thing, a, 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 the first power a father has is a dad has a power to assign a name. Okay? You get together and, and you, you remember when you had your baby's dad and you're sitting there and you're trying to figure out what the name of that child was going to be. And you're sitting and you want to make sure that you give them a good name. Right. You, you want to make sure that you're given a good name. To you. You, I, I remember when I was naming my kids, I wanted to make sure that their name did not rhyme with something. Bad. Because I remember growing up. Danny Penny. 
I remember how kids would take my name and they would try to rhyme it to make fun of me. So I wanted to make sure that my kids didn't have that problem. And so I'm sitting there and I'm going through my mind as a, you know, we come up with the name. I said, no, no, that, that, that rhymes with this. And, you know, and so I, w- I would try to find a name that we could identify them with and give them an identity without them being torn down in the process. Every father has the power to give a name. In the book of Genesis, it tells us that the father of all creation, Adam, was given the power and the authority, the, uh, the, the assignment to ascribe a name to all of creation. And if you look at Genesis 2.19, it says this, that whatever he called them, that was their name. And so Adam had the ability and the capacity. He had the wisdom. He had the fortitude. He had the ability to identify that an ant didn't look like a giraffe, that a hippo didn't look like a cat. He had the ability to identify what each animal would be called and whatever he called them. The Bible doesn't say whether God agreed or disagreed. He said this, whatever Adam called them, that was his name. Fathers, I need you to understand that God will not agree or disagree with what you call your family. But whatever you call and identify your family as, that's what they become. Because a father's been given the power to assign a name. And a name isn't just a name. It's a prophetic declaration. You are declaring what their character is going to be. You're declaring, declaring what their, what, what their, their identity is going to be. What their integrity is going to be. Parents, that when we name our kids, we're not just giving them an identification or a marker, a moniker. We are giving them a destiny. Say it again, Pastor. I need you to understand when you are choosing a name, every time you call your child, you are not just calling them, you are giving them a destiny. What's wrong with you? You stupid or something? We have just released destiny over that child. What's wrong with you? You you know what? You're lazy. You're good for nothing. We have assigned a destiny over their lives. And many times as fathers, and, and listen, I, I know this, I've studied this, we, we failed. In times we allow our, our anger to get in the, in the way of our responsibility as a parent. You know, my, my wife can say anything to my girls. You should hear them talk. These guys cap on each other like you would not, I'm not going to tell you what they say. But they cap on each other and they, they just, uh, you know, they're just hanging around. They're going into the refrigerator or whatever. What are you doing, fatty? And they'll just say things, you know, they'll just start capping. If I decide to jump in and say anything like that, all, all heaven, all hell breaks loose. I can't believe you said that to me. I can't believe. And they go crazy. And I asked my daughter, so why do you let your mom call you these things joking around? And then when I say it joking around, it just messes you up. She goes, because you're the father. Dads aren't supposed to do that to their daughters. Dads are supposed to be the ones that you give identity to us. Now, that's the only thing she listens in when I preach on those things. <laughs> but they, 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 don't, they don't take it as joking from me because they, they, they look at it as serious even when I'm messing around. So I can't joke with them like I would with others or like their mom does. Because a father, I have to recognize my call is to give them identity. Dads, we are responsible for the identity of our children. You give them a name. 
And so I want you to understand that as we, we, we take a look at it. He says, there, whatever he called them, that's what they were known as. I'm going to go on. And that's why, the, that's why the devil worked so hard to remove a father from a house, to remove a father, to get a man to even get confused with his gender or his identity. If he can get a man to, to be confused as to who he is, he doesn't have the authority or the ability to assign identity to his family. I don't know if you're catching this. Fathers also have the power to change a name. Everyone say change a name. So you might have been given a name, but a fathers also have the power to change a name. And the Bible talks about in the book of Genesis chapter 35 that, that when Rachel is giving birth to her child, she, she's delivering this baby. And when she delivers him, she's about to die while she's delivering this child. And she identifies her son as Benoni. She calls him Benoni, son of my sorrow. And as she gives birth to him, her very last word she gives is my son will be called Benoni, son of my sorrow but Jacob the father looked as his son was born and said listen I've gone through all my life with the name Jacob deceiver and I've become that very thing I've become a deceiver and I don't want my son to go through his life with the identity of being son of my sorrow so we stopped that right there even though he was sorrowful about his wife's passing he says you will not be called Ben-Onai you will be called Benjamin son of my right hand you will be my strength. You will be the one I lean upon. You will not be a son of sorrow. You'll be a son of power. Fathers have the ability, listen to me, to change your name. Fathers have an ability to change whatever identity has been given to you. And I need you to understand, that's why we speak so much to you. And we're always giving you direction, babe. And you're wondering, man, when when are they going to stop giving me advice? When are they going to stop giving me direction? Because the world is trying to label you. Other people are trying to label you. Listen, no one has the right to put a label on you. You've had people at school, their teachers at school labeling you slow to learn. you got people at work saying that you're not productive. you got others around you, the bank saying that you're not trustworthy. you got others around you at church saying you're unfaithful. And there's all these labels that the world is trying to attach to you, that people are trying to attach to you. But I want you to know that there's a heavenly father that wants to change all those labels that have been placed upon you and give you a new name. Dave, that's why you can go from a sentence of life in prison to now a free man where people don't even recognize who you are anymore. Because God changed the label that was upon your life. You're not a convict any longer, man. Don't even, even when you ran into that guy at the flea market yesterday who was your, your, your neighbor in the cell. When you said neighbor, I'm thinking street, house. You're, you're talking prison neighbor. God didn't even recognize you because you changed so much. That's the power of a father giving a new name and a new directive. Oh, come on, somebody. You got to capture this. It's a new name. And that's what a father has the power to do, the power to change a name. He was almost labeled by his mother's dying, dying painful wish upon his life. And many of us are being labeled by people that are in pain or in bondage. Too many of us are allowing people that are in pain or that are hurting to put a label upon you. You, you gotta, how can a dad that is so messed up try to give you a name when they don't even know who they are? 
And now as a, as a young person, you're sitting there wondering why dad left. You're wondering why dad beats mom. You're wondering why dad's left the family. And you're sitting there trying to figure out, my dad said he doesn't love me. He's called me this. He called me that. How are you going to take identity from a person who doesn't even know who they are? He has no right to label you. He has no right to give you a moniker. He has no right to give you an identity. The moment you came under Christ, you have a new father that has given you a new name and has given you a new directive in life. Come on, somebody give God praise. There's only one person that has the right to put a label on you. In fact, if you take off your shirt, you look on the back of your shirt, there's a label on it. You get in your car and you sit down in your car, there is a label on it. Whether it's Ford, whether it's Mercedes, whether it's BMW, there is a label placed on it by its manufacturer. You take a look at the jacket you got on, you take a look at your shoes, take a look at the t-shirt, there is a label placed on it by its maker. And every one of you has a label placed on you by your maker. He put his seal on you. That's why when Jesus stood before the Pharisees and they gave him a coin and said, you know, do we pay taxes to Caesar? He says, whose image is on it? Whose image? He says, Caesar's. Well, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but give to God what belongs to God. What was he saying? I created man in my image and in my likeness, and my image is on you. So you belong to me, but that coin, you can give that to Caesar. As I close this morning, the third thing I want you to understand and see is, Vivi, if you could help me out. The power of dad is, a dad can't change a name until the father's been renamed first. Let me let this one sink in. Father, you have to have been renamed first before you can give a new name to your family or to your children or to your community or your job, to your schools or to your neighborhood. You have to have had a name change yourself. In the book of Genesis chapter 32, verse 12, Jacob is on the verge of a a mental breakdown. He just found out that his brother Esau is coming to kill him. Brother Esau has 400 men coming down, and Esau is, is the last time he saw him, Jacob had just stolen his blessing. He had bought his birthright, and the last words Esau said to him was, I'm going to kill you someday. And he's so afraid, he's so scared at this moment that he sends his family and his possessions over the river and he gets alone to a place where he's all by himself. And it's in that place, the Bible says that he wrestles with God. He wrestles with God until morning time. And as he wrestles with God, as he's there and he's asking God, and we've all been, when we we had a crisis, we've had those nights that we've wrestled with God. We've had those times that we've been in bed and we're just trying to get God to answer our prayer, to meet our need, to get us out of this situation. This is where Jacob's at. He's wrestling with God. And in the middle of wrestling with God, God tells him this, your name will no longer be called Jacob. Because you have wrestled with God and prevailed. I need you to understand, some of us give up too early. 
You start wrestling with God and you get tired and you let him go. I'm here to tell you that the only way, Dad, that you get a name change is when you get so tenacious that you get a hold of God and you don't let him go. The only way you're going to change the future of your family is to get a hold of God and not let him go. The only way you're going to change your marriage is to get a hold of God and not let him go. The only way you're going to develop a new nation is to get a hold of God and not let him go. This is what Jacob does and and God says your name will no longer be called Jacob, you're not going to be a deceiver any longer. You're not going to have to trick people to get a blessing. You're not going to have to trick individuals to get your way. So all I want you, your name now is going to be Israel. Your name's going to be Israel. You are going to be known as the Prince of God. Prince of God. No father can give their children or their wife a new identity until they've received one from their own Heavenly Father. Dads, we need. We, not you, we need an encounter with our Father. If we're going to be better dads, it's a, it's a great, great pressure that rests upon a father. In this valley to provide, in this valley to raise kids that are not only godly, of godly character, but of godly integrity, to do things and to hold to what the word of God says. That's a major task upon fathers today. And with fathers walking out on families at an alarming rate, for every one of you fathers here today, I honor you. I honor you for raising not just a family, but a nation. Not just a, a child, but recognizing your responsibility that you are raising kings and queens. People that have the ability to shift atmospheres. And as I close, I want to close with this simple scripture here out of the book of Revelation chapter 3. It says, to him that overcometh. That means there's something to overcome. If you're going to overcome something, you're called an overcomer. That means you have to overcome something, right? I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall no more go out. And I will write on him the name of my God. God's going to write a new name on you. And the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. I need you to understand, man, woman, or child. God desires to give you a new name. God wants to identify you. God wants to give you an identity. And no matter what father in your life may have misidentified you, what mom may have misidentified you, I'm not talking to fathers, I'm talking to just 
just you right now. This isn't just for fathers, for everyone. If you've been mislabeled today, if someone's put a label on you that doesn't match the destiny that God called you to, I need you to understand that God wants to give you a new label today. He wants to give you a new identity. He wants to call you the head and not the tail, a lender and not a borrower, above and not beneath. He wants to call you a champion. He wants to call you his own. I need you to understand if you've been mislabeled, if someone's placed a label on you that doesn't fit, you know that you respond to that name, but inside you, you know that you were created for something greater, something better. And you sit there at times and wondering, God, why am I settling? I know I'm better than this. I know there's something greater inside of me that wants to come out. But every time you try to rise up, it feels like someone's pushing you down. I need you to understand that God right now is calling you and writing a new name upon you right now. This very moment, he's ascribing a new identity upon your life. And with that new identity comes a new destiny. With that new identity, with that new name, there's a new assignment that God's giving to you right now. And I want you to understand if your dad hasn't been present in your life, that you have the father of fathers that's ready right now to step in and be the father that you never had from this day forward. Bow your heads with me as we pray. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.